don't be so hard on yourself, but at the same time, you're the only person who can make your dreams come true, right? You're the only person who can get you to that next level. Like you have to put in the work, like take time to recover and recuperate, but keep moving forward. Don't just stop and be stagnant. Don't let life drag you down. You have to get up and keep moving forward. You know, if you rest, you rust. The Side Hustlers Perspective Podcast is fuel for your mind and creative grind. Each week, we break down the art of healthy hustling, getting out of your own way, and growing your creative business. What's going on? You're listening to episode 252 of the Side Hustlers Perspective Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Scotty Russell, and my mission is to put you in a position to turn your side hustle into your main hustle. You can follow along with my latest art, design, and tips on mindset, motivation, and marketing on Instagram at Coach Scotty Russell. And today we are picking back up right where we left off with the Side Hustlers Student Spotlight Special featuring my current spring 2022 students. I do, however, suggest hitting pause and going back to part one, episode 251, to catch the program overview, action items, insights, and overall just the flow of the full conversation. In case you didn't know, the Side Hustlers Coaching Program is an intense 12-week course where 8 to 10 creatives such as yourself, master the art of betting big on yourself and your creativity, leveraging your day job to fuel your dream job, and getting out of your own way while navigating life's curveballs. Again, I originally connected with this batch of 10 students back in the Q1 January-February three-week boot camp. We then went deeper into the rabbit hole within the 12-week spring coaching program. So in case you missed it last week, here are the students again that you'll get a chance to connect with. So part one in last episode 251 featured Trev Coolahan. It featured Derek Fabian, Jory Jones, Britt Hoffman, and Mariana Martins. And part two today, you are going to hear the talented Rita Castro, Austin Sandoval, Steph Raposa, Brad Stoneking, and Minerva Moreno. Again, this program is hard, but everything you want is on the other side of doing hard things. Not only do they have to navigate the typical day job and pressures of life, but within the program, they are also expected to create consistent personal work, client work, or work to attract their ideal client. They are expected to show up to weekly two-hour hot seat calls on Tuesday evenings. They're required to show up to weekly one-hour community calls on Friday afternoons. They have to complete weekly mandatory exercises. They have to complete mandatory check-ins to review the past week. That way we make sure we're always on the same page and moving forward 1% better each week. And what you're hearing today in this two-part series are two separate hot seat call recordings where we're going to highlight the importance of slowing down to grow fast, prioritization, simplification, and elimination, as well as accountability and community. And if you want to be a part of a future 12-week spring or fall program, I highly recommend joining one of the quarterly three-week boot camps first just to get a more accessible taste of what to expect when working with me in a group coaching, high-intense, but hella fun atmosphere. And if so, if this interests you, join the waitlist for first dibs at an upcoming quarterly session at bootcampsidehustle.com. And again, one last special thanks to two people, Jimmy Bryan of Atomic Child Design for sponsoring a 12-week roster spot like You did not have to do that, and this student is making the most of it. I promise you that. As well as Brad Stone King, who you'll hear about today from Piedmont Brand Co. for sponsoring five roster spots for uh, my Q2 three-week boot camp that just finished up as well. I just really sincerely appreciate you two and my vision for what I want to build and empower other creatives in this space. So as we dive into today's episode, as always, keep an open mind and act on anything that inspires you today. Let's go. 
right, we are back with Side Hustlers Perspective Podcast Student Spotlight Special Part 2. We're going to kick this one off with Rita Skeeto. What's going on? How are you? I'm good, thank you. <laughs> How are you? Oh, I- I'm doing great. You know, I live for these moments. Um, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and most importantly, why should people care, Rita? All right. So I'm Rita Castro. I'm a storyteller, animator, and illustrator of Witchy Vibes creating under the name Rasto. My art and writing focuses on motivation and mindset, immersed in storytelling and intriguing visuals. Um, It's for those who want to bring their unique magic into this world by carving their own healthy, joyful and successful creative path. My goal is to inspire them to become happy and healthy artists who never give up and contribute to the creative community. Killed it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. So let's talk a little bit about Rita coming into the beginning of the year, into the boot camp, you know, is where we all, again, just to catch back up, is where we all originally all connected. You all converted over here to the spring 12-week program. Let's let's go back in time, hit rewind, and talk about Rita and her biggest struggles. You know, say about January. Where were you at then? Yeah. So January was really a moment where I was feeling like I really wanted to find a coach or invest in coaching because for the longest time I've been doing my own thing by myself, but only like for the last two years, I started to pay attention to podcasts, to mindset and to really try to learn more about myself. Um, And I started to realize that there was a lot to figure out. And even though I was already figuring some things out, but I was reaching a point where, yeah, I was still like a bit of a chicken with no head running around uh, because I was feeling like, yeah, I have the motivation. Uh, I just don't know where to put it. So if like fallen from the heavens came the, the Q1 and I, I just felt like this is the, the right opportunity to, to get some help and to also to meet people that were in the same situation as me because for the longest time, I could share it with my friends, but no, I didn't have the same kind of uh, experience on someone else close to me. And you just recently, I think it was on like your check-in, maybe, or maybe it was just in like our Discord private chat. You're like, here's some images of Rita, like during the boot camp, my shit was all over the place. And here's like screenshots or pictures of like my now schedule, more intentional diet. Can you speak a little bit towards that? Yeah. So I basically, I, I had to look back at my calendar and I saw like before bootcamp, there was like a list of goals for the month. And that list was literally like 10, 12 things I was trying to target at the same time and actually almost no wins. And then at the moment I can look at my calendars and actually see only like three or one main focus um, and then actually see a a huge or a way bigger amount of wins and and small things yeah what do you think is the difference between why you're catching wins right now versus struggling to see progress before it's the one thing (laughs) it's what i i've been learning the most is the simplifying what kind of season are you in right now (laughs) selfish simplifying and there was was there another s and self-discovery so yeah, those are my three S at the moment. In a season of selfishness and self-discovery and simplifying the process. 
selfishness in a sense so you can like truly find your groove so then you can selflessly make an impact and give value once you've tapped into yourself yeah like one of the big things that we talked about in the beginning was how do i expect people to connect more with my work if i'm not connecting uh, as as much as i could because i for the longest time i did either things without a concrete goal um or i did things for other people uh and i i wasn't letting my own voice come through enough so so that was a big change so so that comes with the selfishness and then the self-discovery because the more i yeah I, I start to connect really with my work and the the writing as well which is something i was already feeling uh before bootcamp that i really wanted to do it but i was telling myself it wasn't important or it wasn't thing that my thing was drawing not writing when actually they really come well together and talk about the head games you know beating yourself up for the 20% that you didn't do instead of being kind to yourself about the 80% you did do yeah so uh learning more about ourselves through the exercises and the talks and and everything um was really a big difference because besides always feeling like i was trying to do everything at the same time i was also falling or i am uh just now learning to to break this cycle where um the fact that i'm not focused uh and not not aware of how to do things the best way i always ended up like overworking or overlooking the little wins i had and always uh looking only at the parts where i feel felt like i was failing like trying to look at the 20% that wasn't there yet instead of the 80% that I already had managed to to come to and i would say out of this program you are like extremely hard on yourself you're in that top tier out of the 10 people in here of like so hard on yourself and i say it all the time it really parallels like me when i was at your cuz you're how old again 27 we'll turn 27 yeah i'm 26 and 3 quarters you know <laughs> to be at that age and to already do what you're doing says a lot but the fact like we've had a lot of like deep talks of i'm basically moved i'm by myself in a different country working a job that you don't know if you're going to get another contract at having money in a bank account back in portugal right where it's like a negative depreciating bank account trying to figure out the money side of things trying to figure out the health side of things trying to be a master of all these things all at once and that's where the selfish of or the season of selfishness came in like so how do you approach simplifying things how do you know when you're doing too much how do you handle the overwhelm yeah so that was a big thing realizing that i not only on the side hustle but also on every aspect of my life i was trying to be on top of the game and everything and having everything figured out already and it was coming back to that sense of you're enough you're doing enough um and also what is the one thing in each of them which i didn't think before so i started to look at all of my aspects like the fitness the finances the yeah all of those things as what is the one thing that i can do uh to simplify it to make it easier and to from there build up uh instead of building this whole big expectation and big control on everything that i wanted to do so yeah so that really helped because like the projects now i can also say okay on this thing this is the first thing and starting with the one first thing you can do really takes off a lot of stress and pressure and yeah it really helped a lot 
I think it'd be cool to hear like, what is your one thing in your creative pursuits? What is the one thing that you're working on in your fitness pursuits? What is the one thing you're working on from a nutrition pursuit? You know, like just so people can see like, wow, okay. I don't have to have it all figured out and do all these different things. I can just like dial it in one thing at a time, slowly scale it, get 1% better then add the next thing. Yeah. So actually finance wise, I'm also simplifying. I had like three bank accounts. I had things in Portugal from when I lived there. So I, I thought it was time to face it like you're living here. So the best way, the easiest way is to focus on here. Uh, so that will be one thing um, to, to stop the things in Portugal. Um, so on the fitness, I was, so because of this mindset, that I really want to improve myself. I built up such a morning routine that was so demanding. It had so many things that in the, in the end, I couldn't do it anymore. So now I'm going back to just like uh, exercising and stretching, which is very important for me. For how long? It's seven minutes. Seven minutes. I stretch for like, yeah, kind of seven minutes as well, 10 minutes. And then I do the workout for seven minutes and that's okay. It's enough to to start my day and instead of aiming for 10,000 steps every day, now I'm aiming for 7,000 steps every day or um, average. And then we, I will build from there. Like you say, like figuring the, the base, what works and then stocking up uh, habits together in a healthier way, in a better way. And um, yeah, and with the, with the nutrition, just focus on, okay, like, I can um, allow myself to once in a while have like a little special thing, but that I am careful that I'm not falling in a, a thing where I'm like snacking and eating just because you just like. It's like just start small. If you have three sodas in a day, how about you just cut back to one? You know, it's just small little changes in each little area of life that all compound over time. The game's easier to win when we simplify it and be selfish. Yeah, I'm figuring out I am the one in charge, so I don't have to overwhelm myself. I can just take it back, reflect, and then go from there and really check in on myself. That's that's great with the bootcamp to check in so often. What's been like the biggest win that you had? I know there's something you've been wanting to do for a couple of years now, you know, and how are you able to accomplish it? What did you have to say no to? So then you could say yes to this for this season. Yeah, so... I started the program focusing on my blog, but there was this uh, zine happening, a zine fair, like fan zine fair, um, that always takes place in Ghent, which is where I live now. And I, I've been a visitor for some years. I did volunteering there and I always look at those cool artists there. And I thought, man, I would love to one day stand there with my own work. But I always, I always, the day came and I was always like, ah, oh, man, I, yeah, I didn't do it. Maybe next year, maybe next year. And so this year it was perfect that we were doing the program because I actually could like share it with you and you could feel how important it was. And it was really nice to be able to hear you saying that it's okay to pause the blog, which was the one thing and focus on this thing because this was important and it was happening now. Instead of trying to like balance multiple things at once and stress yourself out and give decent average effort in multiple lanes. Yeah, I was 
underestimating how much work I still had to do. And the fact that we had learned to do Notion, that I could check all the steps I had to do. The fact that I was learning how to say no, how to think, is this a hell yes or a hell no, uh, made me say to someone that had asked for something like, I'm sorry, I'm already like, I, I didn't know that I was going to need that time that person was asking for, but at the end, I really needed it. So it was good to set some some space for myself and be like, no, this is the moment where I can actually go for this thing that I'm wanting for so badly for so long. And it was awesome to be there. Yeah, I got, I got selected and I could participate and life-changing. It was, so it was amazing. Systems around it, you have processes built. You know how much time things actually take three times longer than you actually expect. And you know how to then shift and counterbalance priorities, you know, during this season, this is actually going to be more important. So I can pump the brakes a little bit over here. And now that that's done, it's time to bring this bucket back. So what would you say is the biggest piece of advice you'd give to past Rita in January? You know, that present Rita was like, this is what you needed to hear. Yeah, it's, it's really the simplifying the selfishness and the self-discovery because all the Rita would have just uh, let the Zin Fair um, disappear in the middle of all the other goals, all the other projects that were there in the list. And also to that sometimes the hardest is not to work hard, but to rest hard, to learn to slow down and take it easy. And really that she's enough, she's doing enough and it's okay if she doesn't have it all figured out. And that all these people she's been learning with and she looks up to they are also figuring their thing out so it's okay <laughs> what i would say going back to rita who was like in my dms i was just conversating leading up to the boot camp attending instagram lives i'm like wow that person has radically grown and i, I i've said it multiple times where you're at at the age of 26 to where i was at 26 I'm sure like someone like Brad over here too, Brad could like nod his head. He would be like, man, I would kill to be in your position at the age of 26 in terms of like your self-awareness, your skill set, your determination, your confidence, how you injected yourself and found community right away, surrounded yourself with the right people. So the fact that you put so much pressure on yourself, it's going to be so fucking ridiculous when you look back and you're like at my age of 33 and you look back at Rita 26, you're like, damn, you had it. You actually had a lot more figured out than you expected. You were just putting too much pressure on yourself. And then you're going to be 33 at my age and still put too much pressure on yourself. Hence why we're rewiring your brain now. So just know you're so much further than I ever was at your age. Thank you. And your ambition, your initiative, and then your coachability, you know, like the self-awareness of how you've learned how to really be kind to yourself and talk about what you're going through the overwhelm and working through it with me and just like pouring out novels for me to like digest and get back to you. You're really making the most of this program within your finite time. And we never had to have the same conversations twice. And that says a lot about my trust in you, our relationships and where I think your trajectory is going, especially now that you start animating for yourself as your dream with your illustrations and storytelling feel like you're going to be onto something massive and I don't think you see it yet but I see it and I'm just really proud of you thank you so much and thank you for everything to think that it started two years ago listening to this perspective podcast side hustles podcast and to be here today I'm just like 
and with all of you guys it's i'm just really grateful and i can't wait to like give back all the all the good things i'm i'm given so pass it thank on you. thank you so much thank you rita you did a fantastic job all right austin himself mr sandoval boom 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 let us know a little bit about who you are what you do why people should care my name is austin sandoval i'm a blacksmith bladesmith and an engraver my company's uh sandoval ironworks uh, i specialize in heirloom quality items mementos that can be passed down through uh generations uh my work is for people um who want something that'll last a lifetime right like something that will that they can give to their you know their kids and their grandkids something that's not gonna be mass produced and you know break in six months to a year you know like we're so used to with my work i plan to establish a connection between me and the consumer um so they know what goes into the items i make right um they can see the process uh, between the piece of steel like what it's made into and like it's there's a disconnect between that when things are bought right we have this disconnect when things are made in a factory like you just go to a store and pick it up right so with my items i'm looking to establish like they could see the process and i think people really want to like see where the things come from i think that's where we're at this time right now like same with like our food right people are really interested in where their food comes from same with their items right like, so if you could see, like, if you're buying, we'll say a knife from me, right? You can see the piece of steel it was made from, like the handle material that I picked and you know, like what you're getting and like where it was made. So I'm just trying to give a piece of myself to, to the people. So I would love to know a little bit to kind of the backstory, cause you have a very inspiring backstory, man. You, you've been through some shit. You are the epitome of overcoming adversity within your work. And where were you at specifically, like maybe in the last couple of years and then going into the, like the boot camp and 12 week program kind of earlier in 2022? I struggled a lot with uh, like self doubt, right? Like I remember like you tell, like I just kind of like we were having this uh, questions in the boot camp and you're like, and me just saying like, I don't think my stuff's good, you know? Like I'm not, I don't think I'm ready, right? And I think a lot of creatives go through that, like, oh, I'm not ready. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. But at a certain point, you, you just have to like, you know, pull the trigger and go for it. So I was doing a lot of uh, like self, like like harmful talk, right? Just uh, it's not good. I suck. I'm not. I'm not worth it. Like, and you came in like, don't don't be like that. Don't you're too hard on yourself. Your stuff's good. And I was like, oh, you know what? Like, it's one thing when your friends and your parents tell you your things are good, right? Your like spouse, your your partner. You're like, you're supposed to say that, right? You guys know me, but uh, it's it's nice to get that validation, and then when other people who don't know you and don't owe you anything come in, and you know they actually enjoy your work. So that self that helped a lot with the self doubt. And you know that I'm not a bullshitter, and I'm not just going to praise someone for absolute trash because that's not serving anyone. Yeah, definitely. I know this. That's the next time, right? My time management. You get after me for my time management. You almost missed our first call because of poor time management. You know, I'll never let that, I'll never let you live that down, you know, <laughs> but it paints a picture of how far you've come is why I bring it up. Like I didn't plan anything. I didn't schedule anything like calendars, like were not a thing in my repertoire. Like it just wasn't, it just, it was non-existent. Like, and for me to like, 
actually use one now, like every day, like planning or put, getting appointments instead of, you know, sticking the sticker like in my visor in the truck or on my fridge, like, oh yeah, I'll remember that's there. Like now, like when I get something, like it's in the calendar, right? And it's synced up to like the family. So my wife gets it. Like that's been just huge for me just to be on the same page with my wife. Like she can, um, cause she's always been, uh, that's her brain. She's really analytical and she plans everything out. Everything's in the calendar. Me, I'm just fly by the seam of my pants kind of guy. Right. So, um, that's been, that's been a game changer for me. And then like my lack of direction was, I didn't know, I, I kept jumping from one thing to another. I feel like I, I don't know if that's like my ADHD or what I would just, I would start one thing then you know get about 80 percent of the way done and then jump to something else you know it was this fear of i I don't i don't even know what you would call it like it was just fear of completing it that it wasn't going to be good enough so i just why why finish it right like or i would just my brain would shut off this isn't funny more let me go to something else and sometimes i'd come back to it but it might be six months a year two years down the road so just um getting that direction down and pushing myself through, right? Because it's easy. I feel like a lot of people give up when they're 80, 90% of the way there, right? If people put in that little bit extra, like that's when like the magic happens, right? That's when you start growing is when you just just get after it and just get it done. So I would say easily every piece I work on, my NFT art, anything, even my daughter's invite that I'm working on right now, I hate when I'm working on 70 to 80% through it. But by the time I just like stick with it, it starts to click at the end. I'm hoping I can challenge you here this because I feel like it's going to inspire a lot of people, but I hope I can pull a bandaid off and kind of talk about from mental health standpoint, where you were the last couple of years, you know, depressed, lost. Oh yeah. 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 I hope you can share a little bit about that. And then can you speak about when did you get fed the fuck up and start the boot camp? Cause we've had a lot of conversations on the side. I'm like, I don't think many people know this. And I like, to me, this is a chance to fucking champ through it. So um, uh, I had my daughter when I was in high school. Right. So that was, I felt like I had to be the best dad I could possibly be. Right. So I kind of put my, my dreams, got a job. Like I got to raise my, cause I had a, like my dad wasn't really in my life. So that was one thing that was important was, to me was to be a good father. I'm still with my high school sweetheart. I've been with my wife for almost 20 years. She's a beast. She deserves a round of applause in here for everything she's she does. Yeah, she's dope. So at 25, like we're like, you know what? Like she just finished, you know, she finished college and um ready, you know, we were ready to have another kid. So like when my son was born, like nothing indicated like things were gonna be. And then when he was born, he has a, like a heart complication. So heart surgery within the first year of his life he's like autistic like they told us he wasn't going to make it so just from 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 that you know like i want to like slowly like just bearing that like on my shoulders just like keeping it all in staying strong for the family like it slowly just started like like wear on me and by the time i I remember like by the time i was like 28 like i used to have no like i wasn't a very anxious person i love to go out and I just started staying home all the time. Didn't want to do nothing, right? Like I was real irritable, real short of temper. Like I didn't know how to like find a way out, right? And then like after this all happened, um, I remember I've been following Scotty for, I swear, like at least eight years, at least. 
like since yeah you've been since like you were in, into like lettering and like when you were doing all like a lot of lettering and stuff but that was really into typography for a minute so that's when what i started like following you and then i like remember seeing like your name changed it's like okay you know like i never unfollow anybody it's like oh scotty's so cool so then i remember like this boot camp came up and i was like you know what like everyone gets you know like if you join a sport you have a coach right like if you want to get better you hire a coach right so I, I talked to my wife about this you know and she was like yeah go for it like she's always like been super supportive of me like so I, this was like this was a way for me to like kind of like get a little like a, a kick in the ass to get to get going right something because i could i didn't know what to do like i was spinning my wheels you you had a fed up moment yes and you have support if 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 you could what are like the top three things then that you've radically improved in from being fed up championing the shit that you've gone through those knowing what those three struggles were what are those three areas that you've radically improved in my time management has been like a lot better like i plan my day of attack the day before you know i still have days where i slip where you don't do it like as anyone will right but you know like you say like one percent better right like you just that and just to i always feel like i have to do so much every day or it's not enough so if i can just check one thing off that list right every day then like we're making progress so scheduling and planning my next days less self uh self-doubt and self-talk uh like negative talk um i've been doing a lot better on that i talk with my wife about things instead of like keeping it all in because like if you don't tell anyone like how are they supposed to know like, you know like mm -hmm. if you don't share these things with someone then you're just suffering in silence so that's been like huge for me um also knowing i need uh like a group like we have here right? i need i didn't realize I needed people to feed off. Like I needed, I need that. Like I can't, I'll go crazy if I'm by myself, especially because I'm in my shop doing my own thing. Like I go, I'll go crazy. Like I didn't, I didn't know I needed that. So just um, knowing I need a group of people like this to keep me motivated and moving forward is, has been a game changer. What's one piece of advice you give to Austin in January, 2022? Uh, don't be so hard on yourself. <sighs> yeah, like, don't be so hard on yourself. But at the same time, you're the only person who can make your dreams come true, right? You're the only person who can get you to that next level. Like, you have to put in the work, like, take time to recover and recuperate, but I'll keep moving forward. Don't just stop and be stagnant and let like, like, don't let life drag you down. You have to get up and keep moving forward. You know, if you rest, you rust. Goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> this is the kind of shit you should be doing voiceovers of you like banging out steel. Like that is another level right there that we've been waiting to see. That's that's that next level, dude. Start bringing that Austin, not the Victor, not the fucking victim Austin, but the Victor Austin and channel that shit into your work and watch what happens. Like trust me that shit right there inject that into your work inject that story the next level is happening because you were a hobbyist when we first talked and you would admit it and i have been just i have just been on your ass you know and you take it and you dial it in each week you know 
and where you've really exploded is in like opening up and stop internalizing shit. You're a completely different person. Like each week your check-in gets more and more. I was like, yo, I can't help you if you're giving me one sentence short responses. You're just rushing through stuff. Every week it's just like another layer peels open, another layer peels off, another layer peels off. And now you're to the point, I'm like, I think you're starting to see what I've seen this whole time. First time I started seeing your work and the engravings in it, I'm like, this dude has no idea that his shit is this dope. He is just living in his head in an endless feedback loop, stuck in the past of limiting beliefs. And I'm like, and look how much you've posted. Look how much you've created. Look, you started your website. You got your shop going right now. I'm waiting to buy my first piece. You know, and then each week it's like, hey, something happened over here. It's kind of getting me down, but I know I can pivot and then work over here with engraving or working on this. And when life kicks you down, Austin today, I have 100% faith in, knows how to get back on his feet and get back to creating. Because you even said it when you're checking, it's like, if I'm not creating, I'm lost. You know, I just want you to know I'm really, really proud of you. And I hope you see like when you simplify the game, you have one thing you're going to focus on. Hey, I'm going to create one thing a week. I'm going to put it on my website each week. And I'm just going to like build some content around it and just sell and get in some events. I'm like, dude, you're going to be a powerhouse. If you just stay at this trajectory at this pace and master your process and keep doing what you're doing, keeping wifey involved, like yeah, you're going to be a juggernaut dude. And like you said, it's just all there. If you want it, it's yours. Yep. And I, I, and exactly. I can totally say that Austin now on this call, Austin wants it. Austin back then, I don't think Austin wanted it. I think you were looking for someone to fuel your ambition when you can't teach ambition. And now like, yeah. you, you know how to stoke your own fire. Yeah. I don't think I knew what I wanted, right? I don't think I just felt lost, right? So just like you've been, uh, you've been heaven sent, let's say. And, and you, you, you take it, man. I, I'm not afraid to like rip you but then also build you up and then boom, next week you're just like dialed in. You know? Yeah, so I'm a masochist. I, it, I love that. It's like every <laughs> level, you just, every new level is a new devil and you keep advancing through each level rapidly. And just like, I'm really, really, really fucking proud of you. And I can't wait for you to listen back to this episode a year from now. Thanks coach. <laughs> Appreciate you. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. Yo, good shit, homie. Fantastic. Yeah, that's the power of storytelling right here. Like pushing each and every one of you to like share a little bit about your story. Just I could see everybody's face. Everybody was just like, well, everybody was dialed in on that. Um, I can't wait to know what he, uh, listeners are going to say too. So um, let's pivot. Let's go to Steph Raposa. So I'm Stephanie Raposa, artist and designer creating in the Solana NFT space now. Um, I create colorful confidence boosting art that empowers women um, to rewrite traditional narratives and go for what they want. Um, my work is for females who are ready to break free and build their, their own future on their own terms. And my goal is to use my work and story to help women to see their true value and power in the hopes that they never settle. Damn. Now let's rewind it back to the beginning of this year as well in our first initial conversations boot camp who was Steph where was Steph struggling you know like at the beginning of January so we can start painting a picture to where this is today where that elevator pitch is so extremely dialed in with confidence clarity and conviction compared to like where Steph was was like creating all kinds of shit that she thought people wanted to see 
Well, I basically, I, I hopped on Instagram showing my art probably like three years ago. And I've been a marketing graphic designer for 10 years now. And I was just super burnt out on my job. And I think after I had my first kid is when I started to realize I hadn't drawn in a really long time. So I started to create for myself at first. Then I started to get into like doing commissions. I was doing like sports, um, I was doing different like logos and um, different players. And then I was doing like animals. I was basically just trying everything out. And I did that for several years, probably like three years. Um, and then, so, and, and during each year I was constantly complaining about my job. I mean, at one point I was like, I thought to myself, my friends must be so sick and tired of hearing me complain about my job. <laughs> every year I was like, I want to be an artist, but I'm stuck in this 40 plus hour, you know, a week job. So when it came time to January, I was so burnt out and I was like, Steph, you can't do this again. Like you're going to go this entire year and be at the end of the year and be doing the same thing, complaining about your job. So I thought, all right, well, what's the next step? I'm lost. I'm creating all this different stuff. I don't know what I want to do. And, and so I've followed you for a couple of years, been listening to your podcast. And I was looking at you um, as a coach and a couple of others, but I felt like because you hone in on the side hustle route and, you know, fueling your day job, I thought you were the best coach for me. So I decided to sign up for the boot camp. And um, I think within like, prob I think it was like maybe the first or second week, you helped me like realize what this underlying theme was that was in like a lot of my work sprinkled throughout because I kept trying to get away from the like sports and animals. And then I would like have these like deeper thoughts of like in the female empowerment realm, but I had never, it was like, it was like, it was right there, but I never went all in on it. And why was it right there? You know, why does this shit just get your blood boiling or fire you up? Like, why do you care so much in the first place? Cause that's what I saw in the first call. I was like, where the hell is this? Yeah. Well, I think it goes, I think it goes to my backstory of being, I was put in cheerleading when I was seven years old, grew up in Texas. And, um, I was a cheerleader until I was probably, probably 20 years old and I was in competitive cheerleading, but through cheerleading, there's just, there was a lot of sexism. There was a lot of stuff I rebelled against. Um, it's like, I'm a rule follower, but I also want to rebel at the same time. I don't want people to tell me what to do. And there was a lot of like traditions, like decorating boys lockers and baking for the boys and doing all this stuff that I would just, I got to the point where like, well, first of all, I worked at gymnastics really fucking hard. So I was an awesome tumbler and I was really good. So I think that kind of earned me the lane to go to my coaches and say, I'm not, I don't want to participate in any of this. And I was one of the only cheerleaders that didn't have to participate in all that crap. So I think I've just always kind of like rebelled against kind of like the sexism stuff. Um, yeah. And I think that's kind of why <laughs> all my work now leans that way. And finding that voice, what are some of the things that I've had to try this in order to figure out this is what I don't want to do, but yet there's this other lane I want to like pursue, you know, what are kind of like, what's been going on in Steph's head as we've been showing up, testing out certain things, but yet feel called to pursue a different path. You know, what's kind of been like those hurdles along the way over like the last two months. 
well, I think a big part of it played into like, I'm a people pleaser. And I was always like, but I have to be for everyone. And I know you, you hear that a lot with a lot of people. It's like, well, I don't want to go all in on female empowerment because then I alienate all these other people. And it's funny that I was doing like sports figures that were appealing to guys when I was really like, wanted to do all this other stuff. It was the total opposite. Ass backwards. I remember us, us on our call. I was like, this doesn't make sense. I was like, this Kobe painting is super dope, but it doesn't make sense. Yeah, exactly. So that, and then also like, I had been doing Instagram for so many years and like, I got to the point where like, there'd be days when I was so scatterbrained that I'd be like, well, I'm just going to do this painting because it'll look cool for Instagram or look cool for a reel. But it wasn't, nothing was focused towards like a big picture goal. It was just, you know, kind of random for what I, what I could create that day. Once we kind of picked the lane of like, hey, female empowerment, you know, I got a project that I'm going to focus on and then realize like in the middle of this project, like, damn, I kind of want to pivot again. You know, the next path is kind of revealing itself. Talk about kind of like the series that you worked through wanting to quit, but you finished and then, you know, where we are today. Yeah, I was doing large scale paintings and I thought that was the direction I wanted to go. But at the same time, in in the background, I was getting into my husband and I were getting into crypto and NFTs. So I was listening to like Gary V, like NFT for newbies, NFT now, like I was listening to all these other podcasts and like learning, learning, learning. And then I was like, damn, I really want to because I what's funny is like for my physical paintings, I was I would always do digital first because I hated going to the canvas and not knowing what it was going to look like. That's just something, maybe it's type A personality, whatever, but I would go to procreate first. I would fully draw it out of what it would look like, paint it and everything uh, digital. And then I would go to canvas. So I think at one point you were like, so why are you going to the physical? <laughs> and then I had to sit there and think about that. Cause I wasn't, it's not like I'm not, I haven't been traveling anywhere like fairs or anything or selling physicals. So I always had like the digital copy and I had the physical copy. So you helped me with uh, kind of pivoting towards, you know, NFTs also like Twitter, because that's where the conversation is. And I feel like that has been huge because now I'm actually having fun on social media rather than feeling like it was a drag and like a chore um, posting on Instagram. Um, So that, whole route has been like really awesome. What was one of the challenges I gave you on Twitter? Well, I think at one point you were saying like post three times a day and then post like start to post um, your thoughts around female empowerment. To actually live out the brand versus just being like pretty static JPEGs of art on Instagram, telling people what you want to be about. Yeah. Which makes way more sense. Cause I wasn't really, even when I would post on Instagram, I wasn't really saying a lot or I wasn't even feeling like my captions were getting read if I tried to say something so but with Twitter is like people start replying and I can start having actual conversations in the comments and in DMs where I was trying to get the conversation going sometimes on Instagram and it was just falling flat I feel like it wasn't wasn't happening so, so yeah that's what do you feel has been like your biggest areas of growth within the past two or three months in terms of like clarity and focus and everything else? Um, I think that, well, focusing my work was huge. And then also like, I think a a few people have said this simplifying because I tend to overwhelm myself with like, but I have to do this and I have to do this and I have to have a website. And, you know, I've heard you have to have a newsletter, but email is like 
I fucking hate email. So, <laughs> um, you know, there's all these things that like you think you have to do. And like, once I started to go like the NFT route, it feels it's so like freeing to know, like, okay, I have like my theme, I have my focus. And when I can create art, I'm going to create it and I'm going to drop it when I can drop it. And I'm not going to sit here and like, oh, I have to create this. And then I have to like, go get it photographed and have prints done. And I was trying to do Etsy. I was trying to do website, like all these different things. So I'm just like, I cut all that out and it's, um, it's helped tremendously. We talk about the secret sauce and where I've seen it all start coming together. It's like you and your husband are really getting into web three crypto. We're both doing step in, move to earn, getting paid to freaking walk, you know, and like all these interests and investing. And, and now it's all overlapping with your artwork and your voice and your message and your style. And it's all just your interest, your passions, your beliefs, literally your secret sauce is coming to play within a new world of opportunity. You know, and it, it, I feel like Steph now is having fun. Yeah, it's a lot more fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I can't even tell it. I can't even express how much I dreaded posting for Instagram and then being so focused on the likes and comments and everything. Like, I, it was just unhealthy, um, my relationship with that. So it's good to get away. And with Twitter, I just, you know, when I think of something at the moment, I post it whether it gets likes or not, whatever, because the next conversation will come and I'll, you know, I'll be tweeting about that. And being in um, Solana groups um, in the DMs has been huge, like getting to know other artists. I feel I couldn't even get to know other artists on Instagram. I mean, I've actually reached out to other artists on Instagram and um, I've asked about their process or something. And they seem, some of them have seemed kind of like hidden, like they don't want to tell me their process, <laughs> but on, but on with like the Solana artists, I feel like everybody's so open and they're just, you know, it's like, oh, I'm in a chat with some of the biggest creators right now, and they're just having a normal chat. They're talking about this morning about like, maybe we should create a space to like help some of the newbies out. And I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, please. Like, that would be awesome. You know, they're just so willing to help. What would you say is your biggest piece of advice you'd give to Steph at the beginning of this year, who is creating everything she thought people wanted to see versus truly listening to herself? Yeah, I would say the biggest stressor that you shouldn't put on yourself is the, the pressure to monetize. Um, I think I was just so focused on getting out of my day job and making money off art to get out of my day job that I didn't think there was like other possibilities to like free up my time. Like now I've, you know, stepped back and I'm, I've become a freelancer and do like 20 hours a week rather than like a 40 hour a week job. Like there's other ways that you can, go rather than putting so much pressure on yourself because I feel like you've got to have that time to play around and explore to even figure out what you want to do and I think I was just you know I was too focused on monetizing from from the start and it's funny when you let go of the pressure of monetizing all of a sudden a path shows up right yeah it's like when you don't think it will <laughs> then it does it's like let me let go of the pressure and actually pursue something that I love that I'm interested in that I enjoy and watch what happens, you know, and, and your husband's involved in it too. And you're just like striking gold at a time where like things are really taken off. And that would be the coolest thing I've seen for you is letting go of all that pressure, listening to your own voice, the inner voice of reason versus the inner critic who's trying to tell you, you have to monetize. You got to create for this type of crowd. 
you know, I really want to go deeper. I feel like I have something important to say. I have an incredible story. You know, you've always been the person to step up for other people who maybe didn't have a voice or didn't have the strength, the courage within the, the female realms, you know, like your, your secret sauce story. I was like, wow. Yeah. Standing up to bullies, standing up for other people, standing up for yourself in a corporate world. I'm like, there's something here. Use Twitter as your playground. And every week it's like you step into it more. And it's just been a trip to see this evolution. And I'm just incredibly proud that I get to own your first on-chain piece. So if you can real quick, <laughs> tell you. people about your uh, current NFT collection that you're going in before we pivot. And that way I, I want to like just shower and just say, I'm really fucking proud to see you go all in and combine all your different styles, your voice, your message, your story into this beautiful collection that you're building that you're pretty stoked about. Yeah. And thank you so much for collecting my first piece. It's a powerful females collection. And um, so it'll be at a minimum of 10 is what I'll be working on now. So I'm on the second piece right now. Um, the first one was Gloria Steinem, um, who was a you know big time feminist, um, started around in the 60s with the feminist movement then. I'll be working on them. I'm trying to drop like every two weeks, but sometimes I've got more day job responsibilities than I'd like. Um, so, and, and with each piece, I'm kind of bringing in, I'm trying to mesh these different styles. So I'm bringing in like the realism of the actual portrait and then bringing in some other items that relate to the woman's life, but um, in a surreal kind of way. So like this next one, I'm working on Dolly Parton, but like half of her face is like breaking off into like music notes. And then finally, what are you doing with the profits? 20%. So each one, 20% will go to um, a charity that's related to the woman. So like Gloria Steinem, she founded the like MS uh, Women Foundation. So I did 20% towards that one. And then with Dolly, I'll pick one. And so each one will be like a different um, foundation. Making an impact with your work, doing the work you love and empowering the people you care about the most. That's the creative dream. And I feel like you're just on the surface of what this is going to explode into. So it's been a pleasure to get to see you like evolve, you know, and truly come into your own lane. Thank you. Very, very, very proud of you. Thank you. Thank you so much for everything you've done. (laughs) You're like always there, like text messages. I, I feel like sometimes I contact you in discord, DM, Twitter, text message, email, like I hit them all in like one day. And I don't know how, but you're in every single spot (laughs) all day long. Crypto Jesus. So (laughs) no, I I, I try to be there for y'all as soon as I can, but um, awesome. Awesome. Let's pivot now to Brad Stone King. What's going on, dude? Let us know a little bit about who you are, what you do. Why should people care? So, uh, hi, uh, my name is Brad Stone King. I have been called a lot of things on my 42 years on this planet, but only a handful are actually true on any given day. I am an award-winning brand creator, father, husband, teacher, comedian-ish, and I I definitely am an advocate for, like, excellent design across the board. Uh, For 20 years, I worked for The Man, uh, developing brands for places your grandparents visit on their way out uh, the door of life. And in 2021, inspired by the shared trauma of a global pandemic, I left my corporate job to begin working for myself under the banner of Piedmont Brand Company. 
Uh, former corporate Brad would say that my goal is to help startups launch and establish their brands through transparent, targeted strategy, approachable design, and focused messaging. Uh, but what I actually do is I make good-looking shit, and I make you look good by designing good-looking shit for you. Um, and it all slaps, as the kids say. Uh, when I'm not making vectors, I spend my time on social media schooling freelance noobs on what not to do in their graphic design careers because I have 20 years of failures and fuck-ups to support my findings. And I've had the pleasure to not only meet you once, but twice. We met at Creative South and Crop Conference, man, and we've had a lot of good hangs. Got to kick it with a lot of people, spark a lot of different awesome opportunities. But rewinding it back to Brad at the beginning of this year, I'm like, who's that person? You know, who the hell was that, Brad? You know, in our first conversation, angry at the fucking world in the first call. You know, talk about what were like those those top struggles that you had before we started working together as I scroll through your awesome work. So like the end of 2020, I was coming off of um, my first year as a freelancer. Um, I had made some really good stuff. I had like, I had a good year. I made, it was a profitable year. I made as much in my first year of freelancing as I did in my last year as a creative director at an ad agency. So it was a good year for me financially, but I, I, I spent a lot of time and effort in things that did not matter to me. Like they didn't matter to my business. They didn't push me forward. They didn't make anything easier at all. Um, I was really stretched thin. I, I think when I met you, I had like five Instagram accounts, uh, probably, uh, for all these little different avenues. I figured that no one bucket could hold all the things that existed in my creative career. Um, so I had a, a sketching Instagram where I just drew stupid things and sketched. And I had an Instagram for my business and I had an Instagram for my dogs and an Instagram for, you know, a clothing company that I had started and then never put any interest in. And, you know, so really came to you completely unfocused and angry about it. And, uh, you know, that, that Q1 bootcamp, it kind of fucked with me a little bit. Like it made me like really adjust my expectations of what the world is just going to provide. Um, and it made me rethink like the first day, I think I yelled about how art and design don't belong in the same sentence together and fuck all artists and blah, blah. You ranted. I'm like, Hey, I was like, Hey, we got like 12 minutes together. What's your biggest struggle? <laughs> Let's maximize the last five minutes and dive deep in workshop. I was like, you look like you feel better now. Let's let's extract some value from this. I mean, it was the cheapest therapy I've ever had, you know, like, uh, but, uh, you know, like I, I really felt like I'd exercised some demons in me and, you know, you're very honest with me. And like, this is, I think this is why I appreciate meeting you. And I owe James Martin, like the world for just kind of mentioning you, even though I was following you, I didn't really like give a shit about boot camps. I had spent money on previous coaches and I was like, this isn't for me, like, you know, chakras and shit and feelings and blah, 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 you know, like, but you came in and you were like, dude, all this shit that you think you have to do is a distraction. Like it's all a distraction. And the thing that you want to do, which is, you know, we, we've talked about this, like 
I want to get to that point where I'm like talking about design to other designers at conferences, you know, like I wasn't doing anything to move the needle in that direction, right? At all. Like I, I you're like, okay, you want to be known to be an educator. What are you doing? And I'm like, uh, fucking guessing that people know that that's what I do, you know? So what I decided when I met you and after we did that boot camp was like, if I'm going to fucking invest my money in this, I'm actually going to just kind of like be open to the ability to change or the possibility of change. Right. And so every challenge that you have given me, I've been like, well, fuck it. It may not really work out for me, but I'm going to do it anyway. You know, and if it doesn't work, you know, I'm like Ross and friends fucking yelling pivot from the top of the stairs, you know, like, we're going to get out of this alive. We're going to get this couch up these fucking stairs, you know? And uh, like you kind of pushed me in that space. Right. And in a nice way, like not in a, like, not like in a way that makes me want to like punch you in the face or anything like that. But there have been moments where I'm like, I don't agree with what you're telling me, but you know, I like that. I have you there for that. I like that. I have this group here for that, you know, like, um, and, you know, I hate to say that I paid for like the best friends in the world, but I paid for the best friends in the world. I've got some great relationships in this group that I'll have for the rest of my life. And, um, you know, so, you know, like I, my mindset's completely in a different space than where I was in January. And, uh, you know, I'm totally focused on what I'm supposed to be doing at my job. I'm totally focused on what I'm supposed to be doing in my social space. Uh, it's already paying fucking dividends, uh, in terms of like the exposure, um, that, uh, has come with being in this group, uh, the exposure that has come with like focusing down on who I am, uh, at least in the social, uh, in a social space, you know, like big wins, uh, have come out of it. Um, you know, and I, I definitely have you to thank for that. So I would say your biggest secret weapon that I've seen just really start flexing and thriving with saying no yeah oh i was saying yes to everything like it didn't matter what it was i would take it on you're like jim carrey what was that movie like say yes to everything uh you had to say yes to everything was it oh yeah the yes man yes man yeah that's i i was literally living that life like and and i thought i had to because that was how creative businesses were run right and like and if i couldn't do it i would find somebody and then like pretend that i did it so that i still got paid and then funneled it through you know like and i'm not building myself up by doing that and i'm not building anybody else up by doing that you know so uh even how i kind of handle work like that going forward is has changed you know like what is something you said no to that you would have normally said yes to oh i've i've had uh i've just recently like last week i had somebody who was like hey i know it's like thursday but i'm going to london on monday and i need to have this like brochure designed and you know like can you help me like get it sourced and printed and i'm like it's like three days there's I, like I even if I wanted to say yes because of whatever money I'm saying no because it's just no like I and I the reality is is I could have probably said I'll give it to you in a week but just saying no like was enough uh you know and they haven't gotten back to me with new things but that's okay you know like again I I'm saying more no to corporate work lately than I have ever said no and that's as somebody who lived 20 years in a corporate system, uh, that's scary shit. Uh, my bread and butter has been, you know, boring ass design for 20 years. And so like 
saying no to it because it pay even though it pays the bills in order to like work harder towards something that maybe doesn't pay more but is like in the wheelhouse of where I want to be over the next 10 years is far worth it for me what are some of the massive wins you've had because you've said yes to things that serve you that Brad wants to do that the future version of Brad can take shape because you're saying yes to this now and what are some massive things that have happened because you've had some seriously massive wins in the last two months. You know, like, I, I feel like it, it's kind of hard to like pinpoint like what the big one was, but like, I mean, I've been invited on some podcasts that are going to be recording over the next couple of months, uh, which is, you know, that is a stepping stone for me in order to get like the voice out there, you know, like, so people like have that, Oh, he, he can actually talk about what it is that we do here. Right. Um, so those kinds of wins, I, I've got some good collaborations. Um, I've met some like really major players. Like, uh, like I, I mean, I, I had, I'm not going to name drop anybody, but like I'll name drop it if you don't. I'm setting you up for a fucking grand slam to flex, man. Uh, I'm gonna be collaborating on hopefully some pieces here soon with uh, Say Adams uh, of um, basically Def Jam Records, uh, you know, fame and. Uh, he's fucking rad and just so nice. Because you said yes to invest in yourself to go to the conference scene to get around the people you want to be around. And everybody fucking adopted Brad immediately. I go, hey, everybody, here's Brad. So I met a lot of people in Creative South. In Creative South, I met a lot of people and I was like, oh, these people are really cool. I hope they remember who I am next year. You know, and then I went to Crop and like a lot of them were already there. And it was just like, it was like walking into like a family, you know, like I, I immediately knew these people and like, they just took me under their wing and like little jokes that I made in creative South made their way into, you know, crop and, you know, like it, it's been awesome. What do you get to do next year? I, I don't know, hope I don't get in trouble for saying this, but you know, Dawson uh, has asked me to speak at crop next year. Um, I've actually found out today that, uh, so this is funny, you know, I've been doing those reels about like what not to do with your freelance career based on all the things that I have fucking done to ruin my own progress over 20 years. Uh, Dawson's like, this needs to be a workshop, not a talk. So it looks like I'm probably, I mean, there's a possibility I could be doing it for multiple hours with a group, core group of people. Um, Regardless, you're going to be involved. Yeah. At the beginning of this program. I really want to be like involved at conferences and speak and yeah. teach and and it's like, it didn't take even a year. Uh, it took, it took putting myself first and um, making and, yourself a priority of what you truly want and being a simplified selfish season of self-discovery. Yeah. And I think that like the important thing here is that, you know, I work for myself. A lot of people on this call or in this group, they work for other people. Yeah, this isn't just for side hustlers, you know, like the side hustle for me was figuring out what I wanted to do, right? Like, what am I going to do? You know, I can work for other people forever and, and jobs are going to come in. You know, that's not a problem. I used to worry about that. I don't worry about that piece anymore. I worry about like, what is my legacy here? You know, and that's why I donated, you know, five spots to your coaching program is because I, I, I got so much out of that one little three week nugget of like my mindset completely changed and if i could provide that for five people who wouldn't have had that access prior like that's what i can do to give back right and i'm only my only hope is that maybe someday somebody will do that shit for somebody else right 
and and keep paying it forward in that in that regard because we got to lift each other up. Uh, it's one thing I've I think designers as a whole, creatives tend to think that we like live in these little islands and we don't have to like everybody's competitor. Exactly. We don't have to, you know, don't we keep our secrets and we don't share our experiences and we're never really honest with each other or with ourselves about like what's important. And like I said the other day in one of my stupid social media posts, we all use the same fucking programs. You know, most of us went to the school, same schools or like close to the same kind of education. We all know like the same kind of stuff, but we all have our different processes and our little different secrets. And what's the fucking harm in sharing those? The IP is still whatever's up here, right? You're not giving that stuff away. But if I can make, if I can save you 10 minutes by showing you a trick, that doesn't, that's not mine to keep to myself, you know, like that's, that's everybody's, like we should all be doing this, right? Um, and so like my mindset used to definitely be like, fuck y'all, I'm going to be on my own, uh, you know, and now I'm like, come here and give me a hug. Let's, let's, you know, like, let's float together kind of thing, you know? Community over competition. Yeah. I would say like, I feel like there was like a piece of advice already without you intentionally giving it. But I would say from the original, it's funny, like you hit me up after the boot camp closed because James Martin shared it last minute. You hit me up. I was like, fuck it, let's go, you know, bring it in. And just like immediately, it's like, okay, there's a connection here. This dude has a lot of guards up at the same time, like takes constructive criticism really well. And I feel like I'm really good at saying shit that people don't want to hear. And every week it's just like, we're chipping away at some shit, chipping away, simplify, simplify. And every week, the more we simplified, it's like, holy shit, the next level of Brad is starting to show. The next level of Brad starting to show. Hey, I just got asked to be on a podcast. Um, hey, like my illustration work is really taking off. Instead of like teaching designers design, I'm like, but dude, you have so many dope life experiences. Like your story along with Austin's and everybody else's here is powerful. I wish we had time to go into that. But hence, that's why you'll have a talk in the future to really share it out there. But I'm like, your story is hella powerful. You're hella entertaining. You're one of the funniest people I've ever met. And you always keep that vibe up for us, you know, with your voices and everything. I'm like, dude, you're a character, an absolute personality. I'm like, everything you share on top of loving your passion for vans and how you're just letting go of not caring as much and being more dialed in and focused. I'm like, I didn't think you were having fun at the beginning, but now I feel like you're having more fun than anyone. No, I was, I was definitely not having fun. Like I wanted to just, I, I, my mentality on social strategy was like, fuck it. I will do it for other people, but I don't really need to worry about it for myself. And so if you look at my last year's versus this year's is completely, I mean, I, I've had an Instagram account for like 12 years now or something like that. And I've had like 15 Instagram accounts for 12 years. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, uh, you know, like I've done more for myself on my own Instagram, you know, and I get a lot of flack about that. I'm, I'm the Vans guy to some people and I get that. But like, my thing was, is like, it's not really about Vans. Vans is cool. It's what I like. It's to me, I look at it as like, it's a canvas that I get to paint in and I get to play in and I get to do things that I like to do. There's, if you look at my post, there's illustration work, there's branding, there's packaging, there's like all these different elements of things that I could be doing for a corporate structure like that that has attitude, right? Vans just is the 
catalyst, right? It's the thing that I, I care about and I like, you know, if Lego made fucking shoes, I'd probably do, you know, things about Legos, right? <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I want people to know that like doing stuff for yourself is just as important as doing stuff for other people, right? Putting yourself first is kind of important if you, especially if you are trying to do something for yourself, you know, um, nobody's going to do it for you. Nobody was going to put me on a stage talking about design. Nobody was going to put me in a workshop talking about design. I had to do that shit for myself. No, nah, man, that's everything, everything. I mean, living proof of having fun, betting big on yourself, investing in yourself and investing in other people. Like, I love you, brother. I appreciate it yeah, so much. Same, and thanks for giving me a shot. And yeah, it's just been incredible to see. And I, you know, I know we only have three weeks left in the year, but this is not the end. Like I'm going to, I'm, I'm a lifelong uh, pizza boy, as they say. Um, and I'm going to be, <laughs> that was the stupidest shit. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep serving up slices to you, man. Well, I appreciate it. And uh, Minerva, you were up next last, but not least. What's going on, Minerva? Let us know a little bit about who you are, what you do, why you should care, why people should care. Of course. Uh, my name is Minerva. I'm a writer, designer, and illustrator. Uh, most of my work is nature-inspired, and I create with intention of helping myself and others. All of the pieces that I create come from me writing notes to myself, and my hope is that those notes and thoughts behind each piece can help anyone else who's struggling or going through some burnout or just not feeling okay that day. So Minerva and I go back to, gosh, a while ago, 2021. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. We had jumped on a call to like, <clears throat> see if the fall 2021 program was a good fit. It just wasn't good timing. You have a lot on your plate. You take care of a lot of people and you know, you, you have a lot of responsibilities, but we had a really good conversation. Uh, conversation. We stayed in touch. You know, I hit you up. I think again, you know, I, I don't even remember how you got into the bootcamp asking me or tuning into the Instagram lives, whatever, but we have slowly built a relationship and I was like, wow, your work is incredible. Like I would be honored to get a chance to be your coach. So talk about coming into 2022. What made you just be like, okay, I got to start taking myself more seriously if I want to get to where I want to be. Yeah. What was like that fed up moment and what were some of those biggest struggles that you've been navigating earlier in the year? Yeah. Well, I obviously contacted you earlier, earlier on in 2021 and going into 2022, I, I think it might have been through the podcast or some Instagram live that I heard about the boot camp and I figured it was worth a shot and that I shouldn't overthink it but I applied last minute like I did last time <laughs> and I always consecutively applied last minute because <laughs> I had a lot of self-doubt and I was overthinking myself and I just wasn't sure if it was right for me but obviously you made it clear and I found a lot of confidence coming into this year I feel like earlier on throughout 2020 to the beginning of the year, I just, I had a voice, but it was very hidden and I just didn't know who I was exactly. Um, and this year it's been a lot of like focusing on, on putting, on being open with myself and showing my true self to others online, especially. I feel like I used to draw a lot for myself and I wouldn't write anything else. I do tend to write a lot. One of my dreams as a kid was to be a writer. So to actually pursue that this year has been an amazing chance. And it was something I should have done years ago, but <laughs> I just started doing it. 
it's an amazing experience to like give myself the dreams and the hopes and a chance that I once had that were like squashed when I was a kid and now it's like I get to do it again and not only do I get to draw but I just I get to embrace who I've become and help others and have conversations with other people online through everything that I create and it's it's an amazing experience <laughs> and I would say like the Minerva I knew you were creating for algorithms yeah you were creating in a weekly feed that would just get pushed down to the bottom and you know like I gotta just stay up to date and create for a platform that I don't own yeah exactly it was just creating because it was fun but it was also without any full intention out of there so very big difference <laughs> we'll talk about that intention you know how how have we been able to over the last couple months you know really tap into the secret sauce of Minerva versus the Minerva who is creating for Instagram I'm just an illustrator but like here's the new levels of Minerva as the writer, Minerva who has like something to say, Minerva who wants to make an impact, Minerva who has a lot of internal shit to navigate as well. Cause you used to be Minerva who was hiding. I'm like, you, you, you don't hide anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't hide it. I can't hide anymore. I feel like it's very important to be open. And I, I mean, I hid my entire life. I was never open with any of my issues or being vulnerable, especially online. Like that's the last thing I would ever want to do. And it's what I did today. For example, I posted about how I was feeling extremely sad and like just burned out from this past week. And I got so many people telling me how they felt the same. And to have a community of people to know that you're not alone has been helpful for me <laughs> just because I, I feel alone a lot of the times and putting myself out there has made me feel less alone. It makes me realize that what I'm doing is worth something. What would you say earlier? You, you kind of lacked some direction. You know, you're doing some like crap, uh, like uh, affairs. You had your online shop and everything too. But how were we able to like really be more intentional with what you do and creating something that's more than just Instagram? Where have you kind of like pivoted to take things? Yeah, I just, again, I traded for just to draw because it was fun. But I, the pivot came from just feeling burnt out and doing something about it and writing about it and wanting to show the world what we're able to do as creatives. Um, this has all been a process for me to stay balanced and not burn myself out from, uh, from my day job or any other job or any life struggle. You know, you get pulled in so many directions and it's too easy to, it's too easy to get lost. And I feel like if it weren't for this program at the moment, I probably would have stopped drawing like two months ago <laughs> and I probably would have been in like a deep, big funk. Um, so having this accountability and this family, it has been amazing. You started going down a path of not just creating for Instagram. Like, let's get my website up. Let's create a blog now, you know? And in the beginning, I was like, maybe this is too much to handle of building your processes. And you hit me up. I was like, hey, you know, what's the, you know, is it okay if I consider going every other week with this can you speak a little bit towards that because you've been coming each week you become more and more self-aware and really are tuned into the self-care aspect of like I'm not going to burn out you know I can feel myself burning out how can we simplify 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 
Yeah, I in the beginning of the year, I had a lot of free time. Um, I had a lot of free time in which I was like, okay, daily blog can be an amazing experience. I can do this because I used to draw weekly, weekly. Blog, weekly, weekly. We Sorry, were, oh we my were going God. psycho mode. I'm being like, yeah, Minerva, daily, daily, daily. I don't want people to think I'm a psycho. No, weekly. Yes, weekly. Um, and then halfway through the program, a lot of things changed in my life where I just didn't have that time. And I feel like I was spreading myself too thin. So I decided to figure out how to not burn out, but also keep doing this, which is what I love. And it's what helps me keep balanced and not go insane. So doing little things and simplifying every process and just not necessarily having to do the big things all at the same time, but instead just approaching it little little steps by steps. It's like the entire concept of doing a little piece of the big thing every day or every week or and each day of every week has been super helpful when it comes to not feeling overwhelmed. Because otherwise there's been times where I've definitely felt overwhelmed by my own stuff. And it's like, I'm already overwhelmed with work. Next thing you know, I don't want to be overwhelmed with something I love and I don't want to make it into like, something I'm going to dread when I know it's fun. I remember our first, God, one of our first calls with the boot camp before the program started. And it was like, this is really important to me, but I just don't have the time. And I'm just really worn out at the end of the day from my day job. Do you remember that call? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what are some things where, cause I get this a lot. Like I get this a lot. And it may feel like it's your own unique struggle and burden of I'm so worn out at the end of the day. I really want to draw and focus, but I think a lot of it came from maybe not knowing your schedule or knowing what was a priority and how to make what you want to do a non-negotiable and picking a path and direction to own what changed for you to where you're like, yeah, maybe you had all this time, but maybe you pretended you didn't and you didn't know what to work on compared to like what it is now. Cause I will give you some props had a crazy hectic week you were traveling but yet you planned ahead you batched things whatever you came back with the plan and you still got shit done the week before you left when old minerva was like i just don't have time and i'm worn out you know you more old minerva had excuses yeah i would love to talk about you know like the old excuses to where you know you don't have the same excuses you're just better managing of things now more self-aware yeah, it's a lot of self-aware. It's knowing that I probably shouldn't spend like an hour scrolling on TikTok at the end of the day. <laughs> like that's a long time to like waste time or like doom scrolling or just finding other things to do when I know there's time to. It's easy to make time when you set yourself up to it, but it's also very easy to like make excuses for yourself and pretend you don't have time. I remember I was like, so what are you doing on your lunch breaks? What's your morning routine like? I was like, are you the kind of person who rolls out of bed and scrolls on your phone? I was like, and then you're like, what I eat with my coworker every day? And I was like, what if you just were selfish a couple of days of the week? You ended up finding time. I did. That's the craziest thing. I go nowadays, I like take maybe two lunches or three lunches out of the week for myself. And it is the best thing ever. Just because like if I'm stressed at work, I can just like forget about everything and draw for a second. And like that one hour becomes like such a precious hour during the middle of the day that I didn't know I could have I just never thought ever about doing that for some reason but it's there and the same thing goes for the morning like I'll just make 15 minutes of like drawing and it just makes me happy to do something that I love in the morning before heading into work or before taking care of other responsibilities you you're, you're selfish and I feel like you still have another level of selfishness to tap into you know because there's so many things we feel pressure to say yes to which I get it you know like I, it's about the healthy hustle 
at the end of the day. And I feel like you're truly finding your lane with simplifying, you know, how can, how have you continually simplified and been more prioritized versus like scatterbrained feeling you have to do all the things? What's that look like for you? I feel like I, with the entire concept of wanting to do everything, everything also lived in my head. So because everything lived in my head and I had all these amazing ideas and thoughts and it was like very shiny, shiny object syndrome. I, if I sit down with myself to write these things out and have them all in one spot, then it's just easier to know what I want to do. What can I afford to do? Where do I want to go with this and how, how to approach it? And just not necessarily, like, I don't need all the time in the world to do a simple illustration. I can just do it little by little every single day. And that little by little is what helps like keep me and it can help others just stay balanced doing something that you love for fun. Did you used to believe like, Hey, I need like hour long blocks in order to be productive with my artwork. And now you're like, Hey, you know, I leverage 15 minutes at a time. I met, I, I leveraged little blocks of time and it compounds into the final result. Yeah, for sure. Because I had a lot of free time before. Um, and <laughs> with all that free time came a lot of like time to be like, I can spend the next two hours um drawing and the next hour playing games and then another hour just doing whatever doing scrolling so now it's not the same <laughs> life happens <laughs> learn how to manage your finite precious time yeah yeah and so what are you doing now in terms of what's your like macro thing that you're focusing on and then how do you have micro things that support it just so people can be like oh wow she's doing this every other week outside of a day job relationships etc you know supporting family being a dog mom yeah yeah um the main macro at the moment is to just basically my blog with my art it's to show my thoughts in the blog format that go through my mind whenever I draw because I used to like I used to write a lot to myself and I never showed that. And each piece is created with a specific intention for myself. So to actually put that in there and supplement it by showcasing um, poetry, for example, I used to write a lot of poetry for myself since like 2013. And that's something that I am starting to showcase little by little through my post, not just illustrations, but also just showing just simple text, whether it's um, kind of like those Twitter posts or also just showing in progress shots for some reason I don't know why I was always scared of showing like work in progress like drafts <laughs> or like sketches like if it's not finished and perfect I didn't want to share it and now I'm like embracing the fact that you know it's kind of fun to show how things shift and how one beginning of the piece will be completely different and just show that with share that with the people it's pretty cool what's one piece of advice you'd give back to past Minerva at the beginning of this year I think the main piece of advice would be to just not give up and make room for myself. Um, I I feel like I got too lost at some point in this past couple of months. And if it weren't for me making room for myself, I know that I would just go back into being in a funk and being in a funk would mean like not drawing for three months straight. And that's uh, an unhealthy state of mind that goes and just ruins everything for me. But yeah, to just keep going on, make room for yourself, do do what you love on the side, no matter what it is, if it's playing with clay, if it's playing an instrument, just doing something that will truly lift you up, even if it's for 15 minutes a day, it will really balance you out at the end of the day and 
it'll help you just keep pushing through each day. And I would say the Minerva that I originally talked to, you know, last fall, 2021, kind of all over the place, hella talented, creating for an algorithm. So glad that we kept in touch and so glad your procrastinating last minute side <laughs> allowed us to connect and actually go deep and yeah. work together because you were hiding. You were hiding. You wanted to be a writer. I have all this poetry. I'm just going to hide behind my artwork and maybe make a little caption. Yeah, exactly. Your biggest area of growth is your self-awareness. You're really dialed in. You're way beyond the majority of people I talk to, you know, when certain things trigger you, you know, when certain feelings or emotions are overwhelming or maybe in the past triggered you to actually be paralyzed. And I have so much respect for how you respond to the curveballs of life, whether they're in your control or outside of your control, how tuned in, you know, like, Hey, I actually need a break. Hey, I need to step away. And then like being able to like share that or like go deeper when I ask to like know more and be on the same page with you. I have mad respect for people who truly put self-care first, know how to make space for themselves as well as pour themselves into their work. And I'm like, there's a whole another level that you're tapping into with your writing and your poetry. And I can't wait to see what that explodes into, especially maybe NFTs in the future. Yeah. Just say like, I really, really, really <laughs> am extremely proud of how you've just been opening up more and more and more and letting us truly see who Minerva is behind Rosemary and the Moon. Not just, it's Rosemary and I'm hiding behind my artwork. No, no, I'm Minerva and I have something to fucking say. You know, and every week it's like, damn, this struggle right now, there's a blog post idea. Mm -hmm. that, that's exactly this week, actually. I feel like this past week, I've been talking to a couple of people who have been burned out and I feel like I went through this entire like negative self-talk of how I wasn't feeling like I'm enough. And I've just been writing all over the place lately how I am enough and no one's gonna tell me I'm not enough and no one's gonna make me feel that way. So that's the next blog. <laughs> that's the next piece and like, that's the next two drawings for me. <laughs> that's, and you have it all planned out. You've mastered Notion. You've got your content calendar and everything. I forgot to bring all that up too. It's like, you're dialed in. You're dialed in and I feel just like hella confident in you moving forward post-program. I'm like, I have complete faith that if something happens, like Minerva knows how to pick herself back up, apply everything and just keep moving forward with a healthy hustle pace. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with that being said, y'all, as we wrap up part two here, I just want to say like, damn, I'm so proud of all of you and how Minerva stopped hiding I want to say all of you have just stopped hiding to me. That's like the theme of making time for yourself, betting big on yourself to stop hiding and playing in a lane that's just safe and comfortable because we know that's not going to be serving us to the future vision of what we want to be. So it's just been incredibly cool to see each week. I push you in the fire just a little bit more because what we do isn't easy. You know, twice a week calls weekly exercises on top of check-ins on top of having a coach continually be on your ass to push you to the next level. Even if it's something you don't want to hear each and every one of you just embraced it, taking it, run with it and the growth and the evolution, all just been little Pokemons continually evolving to the next level. And it just makes me so proud. And I hope that everybody listening has got some kind of nugget, some kind of takeaway from each one of you, because you all dropped some gems 
And I don't think you all realize your creative potential and genius, but we all get to see it each week in and out. And I hope you're starting to see it too, especially when you get to look back at this. And I hope you're just so fucking proud, you know, a year from now, three years from now that you get to look back on this and be like, damn, I did this and look where I'm at now. So love you all. Let's get to work and finish strong. All right. Finish what you started. That's a wrap, fam. I hope you enjoyed part two of this spring 2022 student spotlight special. You can find the full episode info containing all links and references within the show notes within your podcast listening app. And again, I don't care if you share this episode, but what would mean the world to me and my students, if you just took a moment to reach out and connect with them, links to all of their social platforms are in the show notes or their preferred platform. And if you want to be in their shoes one day working with me, consider joining the three-week bootcamp waitlist over at bootcampsidehustle.com. I do these every quarter. The next one will be, as upon recording, will be early to mid-August, and then we'll end the year with mid to late October, somewhere around there. So if you're listening to this, just know you're the exact type of creative badass I'm looking to work with, and who knows, maybe you'll be on the podcast this coming fall 2022 or an episode in the future. And so as I sign off, huge thanks to the podcast team for riding with me, you know, during this break that I'm on and being available as I put out these episodes and then just Bluka for all the theme music. I appreciate you, brother. And as you finish off your week strong, I want to encourage you to keep showing up, keep putting the work and keep creating. You got this. Yeah.